Before we begin, I wanted to give a huge shout out to the folks at Amazon Music for partnering with us on this episode of the Inside Line F1 podcast. But more on this later. Right then, let's get right into today's episode. Hey there folks and welcome back to the Inside Line F1 podcast. Today we're going to be revisiting an Inside Line F1 podcast classic. It's time to look back at some inside stories from the Force India Formula 1 team. Now then, if I ask you to name five living breathing gods on our planet today, you might look at me and go, "Mate, what? Are you stupid or something?" In India though, ask anyone the same question and they'll actually go ahead and end up naming 20 different gods and by the way none of them would be related to religion in any way whatsoever in case you weren't aware we indians tend to treat our actors and cricketers just a little bit differently than most people around the world we have thousands of people standing outside their homes every single day to get a brief glimpse of them we have fans fighting normal people who accidentally happen to berate these celebrities and craziest of them all Some of them are even literally worshipped. Two of those mammoth personalities share a very interesting common link: the Force India Formula One team. Were they the owners? No. Were they ever in the car for a show run? No. Or did they even wear the official team jersey at some point? The answer to that is also a strong no. So how is it that Force India were able to extract some insane marketing leverage through two modern Indian gods? the greatest cricket player in history sachin tendulkar and the king himself shahrukh khan who has been one of the leading faces of the indian film industry bollywood for the last 3 decades on this episode of the inside line f1 podcast we have kunal shah and ravikant sabnavis the two men who led the marketing department at force india sharing their stories of the time when force india collaborated with some living gods and how they made it all happen let's listen in So in the last one, we were able to discuss a lot about Force India's marketing campaigns, just what happens in a marketing role. But Kunal, continuing on from this one, I have to talk about just a, a quick question about the one from a billion campaign that we touched upon. Why did it just not go forward later on? Well, the true picture was that we ran out of sponsors, hmm. and of course, you know, VJM ran into his own level, you know, his own problems as. it's been publicly documented as well so it was very tough to sort of make it happen again to the scale that mm. it did and uh, it was again you know that was that was literally the reality of things because i still remember and this is in again a personal uh, memory that i used to mm-hmm. i knew that things were going to ro- go wrong with the team i had enough information so when i was applying for jobs people would just call me for a job interview uh-huh. just to know but hey what's happening with you know bgm and i'm like but hey aren't you here to talk to me for my job but yes oh, man. on this episode we still have ravikant sabnavis yes. uh, who was the f- who was my boss and the former marketing head of the force in your formula 1 team but that was largely why the one from a billion hunt didn't happen the second time we had grand plans we had plans to incorporate esports into mm. it and so mm. on in 2012 in 2012 yes we had you know state of art simulators that had, that had come in and again I'm going to name the individual not not for any reason but it actually happened. This was I think 2012 April 1st or maybe 2013 April 1st. Uh-huh. Lotus Formula 1 team 
actually said, we're going to run an esports championship. We're going to choose uh, a driver from the esports championship and put him straight in the Formula One car. Nice. And, uh, you know, Robert Fernley or Bob Fernley, as we called it, called him, wrote an email to Ravi and I said, just so you guys know, this is what I've been proposing all along, right? <laughs> and both of us were like, oh, that's impossible. And this is, again, where my experience of, you know, working on gr grassroots of motorsports comes in. And I said, that's impossible. And then mm. I looked at the date and it was 1st of April, right? Uh, so I wrote back to him and uh, I, I, of course, I was being polite because it was Bob Fernley, right? And I wrote back saying, Bob, I appreciate the enthusiasm, but this is an April Fool's joke. And I should have signed off saying thank you for falling for it. But either way. <laughs> <laughs> That's some crazy stuff. But uh, uh, Ravi, I've got to ask you about this one campaign that we discussed right early on. Uh, Force India 2011, first Indian Grand Prix. There's no Indian driver, clearly. For Force India, that is. Karun was racing, but he only, unfortunately, got to do the free practice for Lotus. So, for, for, so there's that. But more on Force India. There's no driver to leverage on, the, but you still had an amazing campaign. The the I think it was a, it was a race the flag the race campaign. Flag campaign yes. Just what was it all about? Because I remember the hype being big at that time, especially at the circuit where there was what I think a hundred thousand people who'd gathered in. Yes, so you know uh, this this is this was our moment of reckoning actually. Mm. Uh, you know when when Mr. Malia bought the team, it was about you know being an Indian F1 team, mm. uh, and therefore the livery uh, was in the Indian tricolor, as you know. Correct. Uh, but finally, uh, notwithstanding the fact that we didn't have Indian F1 drivers, uh, but we were still an Indian team uh, with the Indian tricolor uh, right livery. Uh, so there, therefore, the Indian first Indian inaugural Indian GP was our moment of reckoning to really put ourselves there hmm. uh, as a truly Indian team and get people to cheer for hmm. uh, for this team. And all these years of, as I mentioned in the previous episode, of, of trying to build the category of India would hopefully come to fruition uh, at this moment. Yeah. Uh, and then we decided that let's, let's put together a campaign and what better than telling people raise the flag at the Indian Grand Prix for the Force India F1 team. And you guys distributed all the flags. There was only there were only your flags at the, at the race. I remember. <laughs> we we actually did much more than that. Uh, uh -huh. You know, we actually did uh, multiple things. We had hoardings across uh, Delhi leading up to uh, you know the circuit. The, the, yes. the circuit. Yes, uh, so I remember that was one of them. The second one that lasted for the next I think three or four years was we branded all the luggage trolleys at the Delhi airport, uh, and as luck would okay. have it, they never got pulled off. So you had luggage trolleys which said, raise the flag for the Force India F1 ah. team, uh, which remained for, I think, at least four years. Wow. Uh, right. And something which we did very interesting, we since we had show cars, we said, let's create a ground event where we will get people to come cheer. We had, I think, a board where people came and put their signatures and wrote things for, uh, for Force India. Hmm. Right. And, and we had people, celebrities from these different places. We said, we need to have one from Kashmir. We need to have one from the East. Hmm. So, you know, we invited Mr. Omar Abdullah. We invited Saurav Ganguly, uh, Navjot Sidhu and Nice. In, you know, in Punjab. So we, we had a lot of people whom we called and said, you know, come cheer, you know, and, and write what you want. Wish your team the best. And all that nice. culminated, uh, you know, in, in October 11. You know what? It's kind of funny because uh, the Mahindra Racing Formula E team is doing something very similar today. They stole our idea. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you would do that, right? Yeah. Be, being the country's 
I mean, at this stage, at least, unfortunately, the sole big racing team, of course, that that would happen. And that's such a crazy idea. And that also involved tying up with, say, the mega celebrity of all celebrities in India, Shah Rukh Khan, for, for a picture of his movie's poster on your front wing for the Indian Grand Prix, the, the Ravan movie. Okay, we'll not talk about how good or bad that one was because it's a bit of a guilty pleasure, that movie. You not, mean not the, the movie, best, right? The movie, but, <laughs> but the campaign. That was memorable. I remember watching it on your NDTVs, your CNBCs, your Archducks of this world, right. which is, let's say, more sensational Hindi news channel. But everyone was covering it because here was Shah Rukh Khan on the most beautiful Formula One car with his own poster on the movie. That Why would you not cover it? Absolutely. And so the, the key objective behind Raise the Flag was mm. to bring out the emotion mm. of feeling for an Indian Formula One team, mm. right? It's like how when India plays cricket against any other team, you want to bring out that emotion. Mm. And we said the way to do that is to let people uh, be a part of it. Come raise the flag, see your celebrities are doing it, people in day-to-day -day walk of life are mm. doing it and so on. And these were mega multi-million dollar campaigns that we were running at that time. And uh, Shah Rukh Khan was, of course, the cherry on the cake. And I remember we actually recorded, uh, you know, an advertisement with him, a TVC as well, where he recites a poem and then he actually says, come, I raise the flag, join me, raise the flag. Oh, my God. And, uh, and, I just remembered. Yes. And then, of course, and Shah Rukh, of course, had two, you know, TVCs with us. First was via Kingfisher Airlines when when the team had just been launched and mm -hmm. so on. And that those were the days where team, the team was building itself up. And... You know, Ravan was during the one from a... No, sorry, the, the Indian Grand Prix days, I would say. Mm. And some phenomenal memories, you know, working with a superstar like Shah Rukh, uh, so down to earth, so talented, you know, sitting in front of a camera, doing one take uh, one take shots and moving on to the next. And you're just like, wow, there's a reason why that guy charges like, you know, a million dollars uh, for every day he's engaged or whatever. So that was Shah Rukh. And yes, he still has the distinction of being the only movie star in the world mm. who had his face on the nose of a Formula One car. And I'm going to reference to Star Wars and Superman and all the other movie promotions, which mm. largely, you know, Red Bull have done in time, specifically around the Monaco Grand Prix. Mm. But at no time was there a face of a celebrity planted on the nose of a Formula One car. And I remember I still I was on the grid. He went, he stood next to his photo took a picture and I didn't find anything wrong with it because, you know, he was the, he is still the mega star as, as we call it. Right. And uh, so that was, that was the whole deal with, with Shah Rukh and he attended the race. He interacted with fans and, and the likes. And I think it was, it was a fantastic promotion, not just because we did it, but that's what, like you said, made Formula One and Force India be known to the masses because we mm. wanted to break through that clutter. We wanted to even break through the English speaking audiences. We wanted to go vernacular, yeah. which is why we went to the different uh, towns of India where people didn't really, English wasn't the primary language, like it's not in several parts of the world. Went to the southern uh, parts of India where there were, you know, superstars in their own rights doing the same thing, promoting Force India. And, you know, again, an offshoot, we had Paris Hilton posing with a Force India car at one point. She was really? in India and we, yes. we so we, we said, we have to hit the elites as well as the masses because there is a large spectrum of people who can be mobilized towards the team. Did she ask why the car wasn't in pink? Maybe she might have been happy to find out that six years down the line, it, it did become pink. But hey, that's beyond the point. What I really want to know is, and I'll club this in with the next question, because Sachin Tendulkar was one guy. And for those of you who don't know about Sachin, 
Uh, don't worry, you're in the same boat as Maria Sharapova, but he is the the <laughs> god of cricket. Most runs ever, most centuries ever. Uh, he, he's basically been awarded the highest honor in India for a civilian for playing cricket. So you kind of get it, what kind of emotion that guy brings up. But Sachin was a part of yes. one of the campaigns that you guys did, and I, I want to know more about that campaign and also the effectiveness of both having the guys like Sharuk and Sachin on. Because as Kunal mentioned, breaking through the barriers was one thing, but did it really work out so well for you guys? You know, I'm I'm going to make this. Uh, Campaign, the Master Blaster campaign about Kunal. Ah. Okay, and <laughs> okay. I'm going to link this back to your question in the earlier episode on what kind of people do F1 teams look for, uh-huh. uh, right? Uh, so this was Kunal's idea, hmm. saying, "Look, you know, let's pay tribute to Sachin. It's coinciding with the Indian Grand Prix. What better occasion?" Hmm. Uh, and remember, we were trying to solve a problem for Force India and not for cricket. Right, and the problem being that you want maximum PR for your team, Correct. and especially when you're not among the top three or four teams, right? Uh, so that that was the idea he came with and said, you know, let's just put Master Blaster on the car, uh, and of course leverage it everywhere else. Hmm. Uh, and I said, no way. <laughs> <laughs> Right, because I mean, when you come to think of it on the surface, what good would it do for Force India? Is what I think Absolutely. you must be thinking, right? Yes. So I spontaneously said, "No way." I mean, what's it? What does it do for us? Huh. And you know, we need to try and do things which we've been doing all this while, uh, including perhaps the Ravan uh, promotion, hmm. where we focus on F one and who Force India is. This would needlessly take away attention and bring it all about cricket. Hmm. But well, Kunal, being the passionate one, <laughs> doggedly persisted uh, and made a complete nuisance of himself uh, so finally i said all right he wore me down and and i said okay why don't you do one thing hmm. you've been you know making a verbal argument all this while why don't you just put it down on a mail oh. right okay uh and as it happened his uh, you know uh, the, the mail that he put together was even more articulate than all the arguments which he had verbally been you know putting in front of me so i said hey this is making sense i don't think Truth be told, I don't think I was hundred percent convinced as yet. Hmm. But I said, I'm doing this because there's Kunal who's extremely passionate about this and believes in it. Hmm. So let me send this mail to Mr. Malia and see if he agrees. Hmm. Right, and and I think uh, VJM replied within an hour or two saying, "Go ahead." Right. <laughs> you nailed the accent. How can do it? <laughs> Absolutely, huh. and then I think. Uh, the rest is history this gave mm-hmm. us i i was just before i came here i was looking at some of the pr that that we gathered around this uh and and i think there were so many articles reams and reams of media on how the force india f1 team pays tribute to sachin tendulkar hmm interesting stuff i'm going to add to that and i you started this saying there was this tie up with sachin tendulkar yeah. right yeah. that's what we wanted people to believe but that was not the oh, truth the, the there was no time it was just us commemorating sachin for fantastic innings that he had oh. in the world of cricket for india it was coinciding with the fact that he was playing his last you know uh, competitive cricket match hmm. and we said we can't put to put his words sachin tendulkar because we we didn't want to pay for it and obviously <laughs> you know we are marketers we have to try and find the the easiest way to get the biggest bang for our buck and of course uh, you know given the the links and the relationship i now have with sachin you know i'm sure he could still send a bill my way or on a, on a but on a more serious note that's why what we wanted people to believe so when we put master blaster on the car media covered it and they turned around and they said 
is Sachin Tendulkar attending the Indian Grand Prix as a guest of the Force India Formula One team? And we said, we kept shut. We said, why should we, you know, confirm mm. or deny the rumor? We weren't the ones who spread it. The media made it up. Mm. And that gave us fantastic PR value at a time when the team was only being spoken about in negative light because it was the 2013 Indian Grand Prix. That was also coincidentally when I met Mithila, right? Mm. And 2012 was when the Kingfisher Airlines, uh, you know, the entire operations came to a halt. Mm. So it was fighting a major, uh, you know, it was an up, you know, uphill battle at each time to say anything good about the team. And that that's what Master Blaster brought to us. And in general, given the, the links with IPL, uh, given the links with, you know, the Sahara group, uh, cricket was, you know, uh, uh, one of our second sports to sort of, uh, you know, bank on each time we wanted some great, uh, great content. And I I know you, you know, mentioned in the last episode or maybe just right now that there was an F1 car in a cricket stadium. There was also an F1 car at the Metallica show, which, you know, was headlining the Indian Grand Prix, I think, 2012 or 2013 at 11, some point. First year. 2011. There yeah. you go. Yes. So we we so we did we did all we could to break through and reach out to more than just the Formula One fan. But I think we should dig deeper into the whole IPL activation. You know we did because I still remember and cricket buffs listening in. Chris Gale when he when he hit one seventy five, it, it was at the oh. Chinnaswamy <laughs> Stadium in Bangalore. For for Ravi and me, it was like. It was a game between Royal Challengers Bangalore and whatever the Pune team Sahara was. Sahara Pune Warriors Sahara, India. Yeah, exactly. Name, yeah, yeah, some some random name. So it was both our bosses, yeah. you know, uh, competing against each other on a field of cricket. Chris Gale batting for, you know, RCB was doing his magic. I, I know that the guys at Sahara were enjoying it because, hey, when you're seeing an epic innings like it, you just end up becoming a fan of the sport rather than a particular team. But the more interesting part is we had a tie-up with IPL mm-hmm. where Alan Donald, you know, one of the most legendary fast bowlers, mm-hmm. he trained Paul DeResta and Adrian Suttle on how to bowl on a cricket pitch. What? And there was a post-match uh, activation we did, which was, of course, beamed live across, uh, across uh, the IPL markets. And uh, Adrian Suttle, being Adrian Suttle and fantastically talented, right? He ended up hitting the stumps, I think, in his second or third go. Bowling overarm cricket. Wow. That guy's something else. I, I just learned today that he can play piano, the, the piano very yes, well. Yes, indeed. And he can bowl very well. And he can drive pretty fast. And he can take a punch or hit a punch. What was that? <laughs> uh, we don't want to go down that route. But it's it's ridiculous. But this is the fun part, right? Because the 175 inning, if you know if you don't know much about cricket, it's it's the highest score in the 20 over format ever. Chris Gale just went wild and it's ridiculous that both your bosses were there at the same time and one boss's team got absolutely hammered. There was no chance. I can imagine that conversation being very hectic in that room. But putting a Formula One car in a stadium, who does that? It's a 10-year-old me was going bonkers. Like, what is this? Wow, this is like both of my worlds colliding. What is that all about? It's outstanding. You know, when we set out with this mission uh, of, of engaging with audiences in unique ways, hmm. uh, you know, I think the disruption started actually with Adrian Sutil playing the piano. Hmm. Right. And th- th- that was many years before putting it, uh, putting the car in a stadium. And, uh, you know, when we said, listen, how, how does Kingfisher Airlines truly leverage its sponsorship? Not with a logo. That's there in any case. And we said, we learned that, uh, you know, uh, Sutil plays the piano and he comes from a family of musicians and we got him to play at Blue Frog in Mumbai. 
uh, and and he he does that pretty awesomely. Uh, and you know this this was another such disruption where we said if you have to really engage with audiences at a mass level and you have several thousand spectators in a cricket stadium, mm-hmm. uh, what better than putting a Formula One car out there and getting these two guys to actually bowl and bat? And it was a hit, I can tell you, yeah. because uh, you know the drivers loved it absolutely, and you know there yeah. was banter between Virat Kohli and. Chris Gale and you know all and I think when super athletes meet they just mm. have some natural bond which is what of course the cameras did not capture as much right but I remember Chris Gale saying at some point he wanted to have a go at a formula 1 car and you know and and so on and you know this this is what Red <laughs> yeah. Bull has done they've put a Tom Cruise in a formula 1 car yeah. so hey yeah. why not mm. uh, some That's... cricketing celebrity and and the like so of course Uh, various uh, conversations that always kept happening of how can we do the unconventional to break through all the barriers and clutters that you know naturally exist and we were in a time when bernie didn't really want to market the sport it was very very complicated complex not all that interesting in terms of on track uh, you know entertainment and battles so what is it that you know we could do to make it more fun and and fun you did make it because i remember the headlines being captured so well but it's such a shame that you can't find many hd pictures of the car in the stadium anymore because i wanted it framed on my <laughs> wall like this is the kind of stuff i grew up watching but speaking of that i just learned today that you guys also had potential campaigns in the making with the likes of mcdonalds with the likes of kidzania kidzania being of course the global phenomenon that is for kids where they can experience future career options and so on and so forth imagica one of the biggest uh, uh, theme parks in india and rickleys 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 in formula 1 what's that whole deal about uh, ravi actually it started with rickleys okay. and mcdonalds uh, you know uh, and kidzania happened much later huh. uh, so you know when when the, we started off marketing for the team we said what kind of interesting partnerships can we, uh, we look at uh, and again how do we build value for our sponsors uh, and we worked with rickley uh this was in 2008 2009 oh. uh right that was during the earlier days and what they did was to create special packs uh, with a promotion uh which you know the, the the packs were specially designed it said race to britain which was essentially hmm. you know uh, pick up a pack of rigleys and you could win a trip to silverstone ah interesting right. and these were introduced in you know modern trade in the premium stores uh large format retail stores across the country uh and and I think it did a lot of good uh for Rigley of course but also for us because we were a team that was just starting off uh and then when the time came again uh, coinciding with uh, the Indian Grand Prix and us wanting to get people to raise a flag we said what are the other things that we can do and this was a very interesting idea which came up we tied up with uh, McDonald's in the south and west kunal correct yes 96 uh, stores i remember 96 yes. stores and we said buy a meal and you could uh, travel to abu dhabi if i'm Correct. not mistaken yes okay yes, yes. interesting uh, and uh, oh wow i never knew this existed honestly B- because uh, i don't think we had it in our local store but that's so crazy because of course it gives you so much visibility so Absolutely. many people walk into a mcdonald's or a wrigley so you know the menus the 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 mats on the table they were all branded with this campaign hmm. uh, so across these 96 stores correct and we again you know it just goes down to the theme how can we reach out to newer audiences kidzenia i magica was similar levels you know kidzenia came up saying we will make everything for children you know you want to be a firefighter see how you do as a mm-hmm. child you want to be a bartender or sorry cat 
barista is more <laughs> like it. You can do it as a child. So the one from A Billion Hunt, we were going to actually present it with a go-kart in a Kidzania outlet in Mumbai saying you can actually become a racing driver there as well. So much like you can choose various career alternatives, here's how you can do with uh, with becoming a racing car driver as well. And similarly with Imagic, I remember they reached out saying, would you like to sponsor and get visibility here? And I said, no, I will build uh, you know, uh, I will build one of those amusement uh, rides mm. which resonates with Force India about speed, about G-forces and so on. And we actually went down the road of researching partners who could build this for us at cost. So it's similar mm. to what Ferrari has in the Ferrari world. You can actually go sit in a, in a 4D or maybe now it's a 40D studio where at that time, you know, Fernando Alonso would take you on a, a, you know, a lap around Fiorano in one of the Ferrari F40s or something. So we said, can we build something like that for Imagica where people who come to experience thrill also get to experience what's the, you know, can you have a Formula One driver drive you in one of these simulator setups across, uh, you know, an iconic circuit like Monza and the likes. If I may add, uh, that research which Kunal is talking about Uh is some really hard work that the two of us and one more colleague, Nishreen, had to do. We actually had to go to Universal Studios in Singapore and get inspired there. And then we had to go to Ferrari World in Abu Dhabi. Uh, so that, that was the research that Kunal is talking about. Yeah. Fun research on roller coasters, sitting there, spending time, and also research on what the food around tastes like, and what the beaches around might taste like. They're good important points, good important points. But ah, I wish the Kidzania one went through because I would have had a point to flex to my friends when I went to Kidzina around that point. Like, look, this is also a relevant career option. But hey, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Inside Line F1 podcast. Folks, if in case you've enjoyed listening to these Force India Stories episodes and also the other episodes of the podcast, please, please subscribe to the Inside Line F1 podcast on whatever platform you're listening to us. And of course, if in case you loved it so much, please share this episode with some like-minded friends and family members who you think might also enjoy this quite a fair bit. Thank you, folks, and I'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Inside Line F1 podcast. Before we ended, I just wanted to say a huge thank you to Amazon Music once again for partnering with us on this episode of the podcast.